The story of Hubble began on April 24, 1990. Three, two, one, and liftoff of the Space Shuttle Discovery with the Hubble Space Telescope, our window on the universe. Few could argue it's been an incredible story with many twists and turns. The trouble with Hubble is over. Hubble was considered a national joke during its first years in orbit because of a bad mirror that gave the telescope blurry vision. But after NASA fixed the problem, Hubble began seeing clearly. These corrected images are as perfect as engineering can achieve and as the laws of physics will allow. And boy, has it seen a lot. It's often said that a picture is worth a thousand words. NASA has released a new image of a galaxy far, far away where stars are born. That is just the start of the next chapter of the Hubble story. The Hubble Space Telescope has been called the greatest scientific instrument ever created by man. It's celebrating a birthday, and there's a Chicago connection. Three connections, as a matter of fact. Its namesake, astronomer Edwin Hubble, grew up in Wheaton and attended the University of Chicago. And two of the scientists who've helped oversee Hubble are also from Chicago. And they join me now from NASA headquarters in Washington, D.C. Ed Weiler is Associate Director of the Science Mission Directorate at NASA, and John Grunsfeld is Deputy Director of the Space Telescope Science Institute in Baltimore, and former NASA astronaut who flew three servicing missions to Hubble. Dr. Weiler, I wonder if you could talk about the significance of this anniversary for both the science community and for humanity. Uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> uh, it's, well, it's a 20th anniversary. Uh, I think it's fair to say that when we launched it in 1990, uh, we would have been very happy if it had lasted 10 or 15 years, even with shuttle servicing. But the astronauts have done such a great job in five servicing missions that uh, we think we will have at least a five to ten years, five to ten more years of Hubble before we'd have to uh, deorbit it. Uh, the significance of Hubble, it's, uh, well, basically it's the most powerful telescope ever built by humans. It's uh, filled astronomy textbooks. It's uh, changed a lot of the thinking that I learned in graduate school 30 years ago. But I think more important than the science is what it's done for uh, bringing science to the public uh, in this country. Uh, it just, it's reached the public, and most importantly, it's reached uh, our school kids, and hopefully inspiring a few of them to be future scientists and engineers. Dr. Grunsfeld, you'll hear people say, and even you have said in interviews before, that we're getting a treasure trove of science from Hubble, but that's really an understatement, isn't it? Oh, it certainly isn't an understatement. Uh, Hubble generates an enormous amount of scientific information and the scientific community is digesting that as fast as they can but but a significant part of that is in the Hubble archive which is a legacy that will last well beyond Hubble uh, even though we hope to have Hubble for another five or ten years and I'll just add that that in that next five or ten years you know the greatest part of what has made Hubble so popular is that we don't yet know what Hubble will discover and we just put in a new suite of scientific instruments in the complete Hubble makeover we did just a year ago. And experience has shown us that when we put in a new generation of instruments, we discover th things that we never thought of before because the universe is always more interesting than we give it credit for. The next question for both of you, I I'd like to hear what you consider to be Hubble's biggest discoveries over the past 20 years. Well, I'll give just one example that's, that's one of my favorites. and It's actually something very local. In uh, January, an astronomer using a ground-based telescope saw something kind of funny in the asteroid belt in our own solar system and asked, could we spin Hubble around and take a look? And we did that, and what we saw with the new camera we installed is that out in the asteroid belt, apparently, two asteroids collided and created a big tail of debris, 
And with Hubble, we can actually see the original, well, a piece at least of the original asteroid, and then a big uh, spray of debris as these two asteroids collided. Now, of course, you think, well, that must happen all the time. And in a way it does, but we've never actually seen that before. So this was the first time that humans have seen a collision in the asteroid belt. And this is the kind of thing that may have happened 65 million years ago or so that sent one of those big rocks pummeling into the Earth that wiped out the dinosaurs. Uh, so we're really learning some important stuff from the Hubble. Dr. Grunsfeld, it's almost been a year since you were at Hubble last, giving it another Hubble hug, as you often describe it. What have uh, been some of the more recent findings from the new and improved Hubble? Oh, without a doubt, it was, it's the Wide Field Camera 3. So this is the third generation super-duper digital camera. And this camera is special, one, because it takes advantage of the, the latest technology. Uh, in fact, the detectors, the CCD detectors, the imaging detectors we use on Hubble, uh, push technology that eventually makes it into the digital cameras that we all love and know now. Uh, but that camera not only is seen in visible light, like our eyeballs, but it has a new capability to see into the infrared. So it's extending our vision even more uh, than we ever imagined. Uh, in fact, that camera has caught a glimpse of uh, a set of galaxies as they were only 600 million years after the Big Bang. So this is perhaps the first generation of galaxies in our universe. Before that, there weren't galaxies, and clearly then there weren't you know, things like, like us. So, so we're seeing the universe as it was perhaps as a toddler. When I was in graduate school 30 years ago, we were taught that uh, after the Big Bang, uh, we had an expanding hydrogen cloud of atoms and helium atoms. And it had to take the universe at least a couple billion years before those atoms would merge together and slowly form dust grains and then slowly form stars and, and galaxies. And so we thought Hubble, when we launched Hubble, Hubble had the capability to look back to a billion years after the Big Bang, and we thought we'd see the babies being born, baby stars and baby galaxies. Uh, as we found out very quickly, within four years of launching Hubble, the universe didn't read the same textbook. Uh, it decided to start doing those kinds of things a lot earlier. As John mentioned, Hubble's already seen galaxies all the way back to 600 million years after the Big Bang. And we now know that the universe got its act together, making stars and galaxies, well before even that. And that'll take the James Webb Space Telescope to be launched in about four years uh, to really uh, study. If we really want to understand how it all got started, how matter started forming, uh, we're going to have to wait till the James Webb in uh, 2014. John? Boy, there are so many Hubble discoveries that I, I would consider you know, any individual one would have been worth the, the effort to put up the telescope and, and operate it. Um, but I think the one that I still think is so incredible uh, and could not have been imagined when we launched the Hubble is that the Hubble Space Telescope has uh, analyzed the constituents, the stuff that's in the atmosphere of a planet around a nearby star. And keep in mind, when Hubble was launched, we only knew about nine planets in the universe. And then we demoted Pluto down to eight. Um, <laughs> and now we've discovered over 400 planets uh, in solar systems around other stars in our own galaxy. And, and Hubble has been able, with one of those, to analyze the atmospheric constituents uh, as if we were you know, exploring that planet, which we are. Hubble is a wonderful exploration machine. Dr. Weiler, how satisfying is it to know that under your watch, Hubble has become revered by school children and described as one of the greatest scientific instruments in the history of man? Uh, I, I often tell people how lucky I am to have worked on a project uh, that will, will outlive me because 100 years from now, 
uh, Hubble data will still be in textbooks and people will remember it. And I think I'd like to take the opportunity, too, as an astronomer. We, we astronomers don't usually say this, but, you know, thank you to the taxpayers of America because you made this happen. Uh, Hubble cost everybody, everybody in America about three or four cents a week over the last 30 years. And uh, without that contribution from the American taxpayer, uh, none of us would be here talking about this great achievement. What do you think is next for Hubble? Boy, you know, that's really, that's a, a wonderful question, and, and I'm going to uh, punt on it, because what we've discovered is when we put these new scientific instruments in, as, as you've heard many times, uh, that have, you know, 10 or 20 or, or even 100 times more observing power than the previous instruments, we always discover things that uh, we never even imagined. Um, you know, I, th- I think, for me, I think it's going to be uh, something on one of these extrasolar planets uh, Perhaps it might be, you know, finding the, you know, the answer to the riddle of dark energy, this mysterious energy that seems to pervade the universe. But we just don't know. I think it's going to be a surprise, and I'm certainly looking forward to it. I think for sure we will uh, be able to prove there are Earth-like planets out there within this century. Uh, certainly we're for kids in grade school now. We're not going to just discover Earth-like planets, but we will get proof that life exists elsewhere beyond the Earth. Ed Weiler is Associate Director of the Science Mission Directorate at NASA, and John Grunsfeld is Deputy Director of the Space Telescope Science Institute in Baltimore and a former NASA astronaut who flew three servicing missions to Hubble. Both have joined me from NASA headquarters in Washington, D.C. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, and happy birthday, Hubble.